The White House last night hosted neighborhood families for trick-or-treating. They didn't get that many visitors, though, because kids know a raisin house when they see one. They know a raisin house when they see one. Now, are they talking about uh, Joe and Jill? Is they talking? Joe and Jill are, are they the raisins in this in this uh, version of the story? Is suggesting that uh, how shall I put this? <laughs> well, happy Wednesday to you. Happy happy Wednesday. That means it's Hump Day. Hump Day in the Clinton household. Hillary once again waking up face down in a pool of her own dried vomit on the linoleum kitchen floor with an empty one-gallon cardboard box of cheap New Zealand Chardonnay next to her in the Secret Service. Their knuckles on their hips shaking their heads, tisk-tisking Hillary once again. Must this be the case every Wednesday? And Bill, of course, waiting for the Energizer to come over because it's hump day at the Clinton household. And last night was Halloween. What do you think Bill Clinton dressed up as? Uh, Kind of the same thing every year, (laughs) I guess. Uh, Boy, it's uh, such a sad story, isn't it? Uh, Bill and Hill. Very, very sad. Hillary Clinton, what might have been. Thank God it wasn't, but what might have been. What a horror story she is. Can you imagine uh, your kids uh, ringing your doorbell and Hillary Clinton comes to the door? Ah! It's the scariest thing I ever saw. Wow, that is the, uh, that's a hell of a costume there. You look as scary as Hillary Clinton. I am Hillary Clinton. Oh, very, very scary. You see, in uh, Washington, there's an actual news story that in Washington, D.C., it was Halloween last night in Washington, D.C. I think it was elsewhere uh, also. But in Washington, D.C., I noticed our neighborhood, which is normally very dressed up for Halloween, not very dressed up this year. We have entire blocks in our neighborhood that historically will just kind of go over the top. People would drive from all over the city to come to this, uh, like a two-block area in our neighborhood. Uh, To ooh and ah, and people would have electronic things with scary skeletons moving and talking to the kids and fun stuff. Uh, But uh, this Halloween, not not nearly so much, not so much at all. Uh, A couple of houses still dressed up, but not many. And uh, there's a news story that a lot of people turned the lights off and hid behind the couch on Halloween because in Washington, D.C., people are afraid to open their front doors. And, uh, you know, they might get carjacked by a teenager if they open their front door because, you know, we got these 12-year-olds and 13-year-olds and 15-year-olds shooting people all over the place because Democrats, you know. And as I pointed out, the problem is not our guns. It's, it's your sons. It's not our guns. It's your sons. Stop raising murderers, and uh, the world will be a better place. Stop raising carjackers. We've got teenage girls that are carjackers, too. How many, Michael, I think six carjackers were killed in Washington, D.C. in the month of October. Six carjackers killed. Not that that they uh, killed people while carjacking. Six carjackers killed, and all of them teenagers. All of them teenagers. One teenage girl, I think she was 15, carjacked a car. Uh, was racing around at a high rate of speed, crashed into another car and got killed. Ironically, the other car that she crashed into was also a carjacked car being driven by another teenage girl. What's up with that, as uh, people used to say? That is, uh, that's just, that's extraordinary. And then the 13-year-old was shot and killed while attempting to carjack a man. The man, unfortunately for the now deceased uh, 13-year-old, 
The man was uh, a uh, federal building security officer who was just arriving at his place of work when two teenagers tried to carjack him, and it didn't go so well. didn't go so well for them. And, of course, at the beginning of the month of October, we got the news about the four teenagers, four teenage boys, who had carjacked a car, and they uh, were racing around when a police officer noticed that the license plate on their on the car that they had carjacked was expired. It was an expired temporary tag. So a police officer casually went to pull over the four teenagers. They took off, of course, going 100 miles an hour, crashed into a tree, boom, crashed into a tree, and boom, the car blew up and a fiery uh, uh, crash, and all four of them were, were killed. So carjacking is not as safe uh, as, it, uh, as it was in, you know, say, August uh, in Washington, D.C. Kind of a, 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 deadly, a deadly month. But back to Halloween, because a lot of people in Washington, D.C., I know with the kids and stuff, probably disappointed in a lot of cases. The kids, the little kids, what about the kids? And uh, they, uh, uh, you know, the, the people not showing up at the door because of the reign of terror that the Democrat Party has unleashed in our nation's capital with their criminal children. So many criminals in such a small space as is Washington, D.C. Uh-uh-uh-uh, I'm telling you. But... Uh, fear not, because Mayor Muriel Bowser, she's the mayor of Washington, D.C., of our nation's capital. The front page of the Metro sectional in the Washington Post, they've got a lot of Metro sectionals over there. Bowser, that's our mayor, Bowser issues new sexual harassment policy. they got a new sexual harassment. Forget about the murders and the carjackings and the people fleeing the city and, and all that stuff. But uh, she did have this... Uh, what was he, deputy mayor or something? And he was a big sexual harasser because Democrats are just like that. And uh, they can't help it. Like Bill Clinton and, you know, Joe Biden. Uh, Tara Reid, former Joe Biden staffer in his Senate office, has fled to Russia where she feels safe from the Biden family. I wouldn't bank on that, though, because, you know, Russia funneled millions of dollars to the Biden family, too. But that's okay. I read in the, in the Washington Post that that's okay that Russia gave the Biden family millions of dollars. And we've got updates on that, too. We do have updates. on, uh, But, uh, but you know, the, the whole crime thing, there was, a, uh, there was another a warning. Forget about the carjackings and the murders. A uh, warning went out from a local police uh, in Washington, D.C., northeast Washington, D.C. They wanted to warn uh, the neighborhood around H, like Henry Street, northeast, because a crazy man with a machete had just been arrested and he was brought in and by the police because the you know people on the street were saying there's a crazy man with a machete going around threatening to kill people, and so the police said okay even though the Democrats want to defund us and we'll arrest the guy with the machete he might be MS13 or something he might be an open border uh, guy but he might just be a Democrat and so they arrested the machete wielding guy on H Street Northeast threw him in the Hoosgau right there in the can uh, threw him in the can and. And even the radical left-wing pro-crime U.S. attorney said, I think we should hold this guy. And the judge said, no, let him go. Let him go. So uh, a couple hours later, the machete-wielding lunatic was back on the streets of Washington, D.C. because Democrats love murder. They don't really want to do anything until there's the murder, and then they don't want to do much either. I think they only close about 50% of the murder cases in Washington, so... Half the murderers are on the loose. But the, this time, the machete-wielding loon was put back on the on the street because a Democrat judge said, what, just uh, threatening people with a machete and uh, threatening to kill everybody? 
You think you should be in jail for that? No, 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 no. Forget that. We, let's put him back on the street. And if he actually chops somebody to pieces, then we'll see if we can catch him and, and then we'll uh, decide later whether he should stay in jail or not. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty amazing, pretty appalling stuff, but that's what happens in Democrat-run cities. So we got the machete-wielding guy completely crazy. Uh, and uh, that's not all because there's, <laughs> there's more. They, they love crime so much. Gosh, don't they? They love crime. Um, and that, you know, that doesn't even uh, uh, count. I'm going to get into these Biden administration people who are jihadis. They have actual jihadis, um, pro-jihad jihadis in the Biden administration, including the Department of Homeland Security. And that's fine. That's fine. You can be pro-genocide and be a member of the Biden administration in good standing. Never mind that. They got these mujahideen jihadis in the Department of Homeland Security and stuff, but but that's uh, that's no big deal. Uh, so I want to get to that as well. Uh, and there's more uh, crazy, there are more crazy crime stories because there's the machete-wielding lunatic who was put right back on the street uh, again because of Democrats. Um, also at the White House last night, did you see the, at the White House they had, you know, they had Halloween and uh, Joe Biden, you see Joe Biden fumbling around and dropping the candy and bending over and looking like a cartoon character of himself, trying to pick up the candy he dropped so he could give candy to the kids. And uh, the kids weren't normal kids. They might have been actors brought in from California that were auditioned like that Kamala Harris on the front porch of the vice president's residence thing. You can see the craters on the moon with your own eyes. Yeah, everybody can. Uh, Kamala, oh, that's Kamala. And they, they I, I don't know if they brought kids in from, from California, if they auditioned them. Uh, but, you know, there are not a lot of uh, residences in the immediate vicinity of the White House, particularly where people with kids live, uh, up 16th Street. And, yeah, but, you know, the uh, kids lining up and, oh, this is perfectly normal. And you saw Dr. Jill Biden was dressed like a cat, like, a cat, like she's a 17-year-old going to a high school party, which she is not. For the record, really, for Halloween, she should have been a doctor, right? She should have. It would have been funny if she had dressed up in scrubs with a stethoscope and a, you know, and then she could use a surgical mask, and that'd be funny. Hey, it's Doctor Jill Biden. See, now that'd be a sense of humor, but no. Instead, she dressed as a cat, like she's a teenage going to a teenage girl going to a trampy party on Halloween or something. And she had the you saw they used uh, Michael like the grease paint to put like a cat mouth on her. I'm going like this around my lips with my index finger. Uh, and and a lot of people observed that the way they did the makeup on her face to look like a cat actually looks like a Hitler mustache. She's actually got kind of a Hitler mustache there because, you know, the Socialist Workers Party, you know how they are. So, uh, that yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty wacky. And then uh, it didn't end there at the White House because with the actors they brought in, one of the – they brought in uh, the kids – of Antony Blinken, the Secretary of State, to act like normal kids, right? And Antony Blinken's daughter was dressed as the Ukrainian flag, dressed as the Ukrainian flag. So she was uh, blue on top and yellow on bottom, and and she's the Ukrainian flag. And his son, Antony Blinken's son, was, I'm not making this up, was for Halloween dressed as Ukrainian leader Volodymyr Zelensky, Volodymyr Zelensky, which really paid off for the Blinken family because 
They didn't give him a Snickers bar, full size or anything. They gave him a billion dollars. That's kind of crazy. They gave him a billion dollars because he was dressed like a miniature Volodymyr Zelensky. And apparently, um, they gave him a house in Switzerland and uh, a yacht in Malta. Because, you know, there is, uh, you saw the story that the, the in Ukraine, they're robbing us blind over there. Well, we're getting, we're trying to, Joe Biden's trying to give him another $61 billion. Not 60, $61 billion. Because you need that extra $1 billion for yachts and houses in Switzerland. And, uh, and word is that they're stealing the money in Ukraine. The quote was, like there is no tomorrow. Like there's no tomorrow. The money is being stolen like uh, it's like a gangster fest with tens of billions of our dollars, which is what it is, by the way, a gangster fest with tens. That's why it's like that. That's why it seems like that, because it is that. And so uh, Joe Biden is demanding another 60, and the, all the Democrats, another $61 billion. How is this being filtered back to the Democrats is really the only question. And they want to make sure that there is nobody keeping track of where the, and this is not even a joke, this is true. The Democrats are fighting hammer and sickle. Uh, they're scratching their way, they'll scratch your eyes out. They're scratching their way to 61 billion more of our dollars for Ukraine, famously and notoriously corrupt country. And they want to make sure that nobody here or any place else is keeping track of how those tens of billions of dollars are spent. And uh, the word is, you know, uh, that the story is, the news story is, that uh, we're being robbed blind over there like there's no tomorrow, like there's no tomorrow, money is being stolen. Now, Joe Biden, see the uh, Republicans in the House of Representatives and the new Speaker of the House, uh, Mike Johnson, saying that they want to have standalone bills and we want to have one bill over here for aid to Israel and it would be debated in committees and then it would be voted for in the House of Representatives. And, but, uh, and then a separate bill for aid to Ukraine, which would be debated in committee, then debated by the full House and then voted on as a standalone bill since it's more than $60 billion. And, um, and the Democrats are screaming and Chuck Schumer, who's a criminal, and he's the lizard king. He is the lizard king. And they're saying, no, no, it's all going to be lumped together. Joe Biden says that he will veto any bill, uh, standalone bill of aid for Israel because he's a Jew hater. He's, what else can you say? I mean, what else? What other possible explanation could there be? No, it's all going to be lumped together so nobody knows what's in any of these bills and we just throw hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars out the window with nobody keeping track of it because they're criminals. Let me just say that out loud. Because they're criminals. Completely nuts. Uh, and uh, completely I got uh, I've got a, a woman for you. She's a Palestinian woman. She's, I think she's 33 years old. She looks kind of normal if you look at a picture of her. But she's not. Uh, and she's not even Hamas. She's like Palestinian authority on the, on the West Bank. Um, and, you know, it's not exactly the left bank of Paris. It's the West Bank. And you give them a whole lot of land, and guess what they do? Well, you hear what this young woman had to say uh, about the Jews I don't think she likes them. What do you think? I don't think she does. We're at 888-630-9625. A a woman shot and killed by the police, a fully veiled Muslim woman. 
shouting Alu Akbar shot and killed by French police, probably Islamophobia. We're still waiting to see whether that's a hate crime or not. 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. You see the jihadi dump a box full of uh, Palestine flag-colored mice into a McDonald's restaurant inside the front door because, you know, the world has gone mad. And uh, But if you notice it, then you're uh, suffering from Islamophobia, the Democrat Party says, which is an irrational fear of Islam. And if you say that, they just might cut off your head. So you got to... Got to be, that's a little bit of a high wire act there. Uh, let's uh, let's grab a uh, phone call, Michael. Let's go to Wayne, calling from beautiful Tampa, Florida. Wayne, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris, and let me thank you for helping me get my daughter off the government dole during uh, COVID, and her and her retired Marine Master Sergeant have been married a year, but I answered the phone, and I started thinking, were you talking about Gaza or Washington? Was I talking about Gaza Washington, or, or Washington, D.C.? Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah what well, you mean yeah. with the machete crazy person on the loose and the carjackings and their people afraid to go to their front doors? Is that, that what you're talking about, Wayne? And the, and the tunnels and the unaudited <laughs> money. Right. I, I mean, what's, explain the difference. I'll, I'll get off the air so you can clarify that to me, but they look the same to me from down here in the South. God bless you. Well, thank you, Wayne. Yeah. Uh, have a have a great Florida day. Uh, and, uh, yeah, D.C., well, this is because the left is here. And the left is, interestingly enough, pro-jihad. It's, uh, it seems counterintuitive, I know. But here's the deal. If they're against us, then the left is with them. My enemy's enemy is my friend. Now, the jihad is alive and well, and that's not Islamophobia or anything uh, like that. That's just, uh, you know, awareness. Just, Just not being underground like those Hamas guys in the tunnels. And you see, the left is very upset that a jihadi uh, leader of Hamas got blowed up by the Israelis yesterday uh, after he ensconced himself in a refugee... It's not a refugee camp, because it's right there in the Gaza. Uh, and it's the Hamas, the Palestinians, that are locking people in there. They've turned it into a prison, and now they're hoping that everybody's killed so they can blame the Jews, kind of like the Democrats, you know. They uh, got a lot in common. 
But this uh, jihadi chief was killed, one of the plotters and planners of the October 7th attack, and, uh, and he was killed. But, of course, he, he situated himself uh, among people that they're identifying as refugees. Well, you're, you're, it's like your house is right there. Uh, but never mind that. And it's, so it's all the Israelis' fault because, you know, the left can't wait for more people to get killed because it's good for their political cause. It's good for their propaganda war against the Jews because they are against the Jews, see? Uh, speaking of which, let's uh, uh, go to this uh, story of, a, uh, you know, a 33-year-old woman who is a Palestinian from the West Bank, not from the Gaza, but from the West Bank. Huh? Down in the West Bank town of Ramallah, I fell in love with a terrorist girl. All right, so here it is, terror activist. This is her job title. She says on her, she has business cards. It's like American Psycho, but uh, it's Palestinian Psycho. You know, in the movie American Psycho, they have the business cards, the fancy business cards, and they're trying to outdo do each other with business cards. I think maybe this woman, Ahed Tamimi, might win that business card competition in American Psycho or in the remake, Palestinian Psycho. Because her business card has her name, Ahed, which is kind of a funny name, A-H-E-D-A-H-E-D, her name is Ahed, Tamimi, T-A-M-I-M-I. She's Ahed Tamimi. And the second line on her business card is terror activist, because that's what the headline says right here. Terror activist Ahed Tamimi. What Hitler did is a joke compared to what we'll do to you. That seems like a... Pretty grandiose claim. Palestinian terror activist Ahed Tamimi is well known for her provocative statements and actions against Israel and Israeli soldiers. She, in a famous incident in December of 2017, Tamimi, then just 16, she's kind of the, I don't know, is she the Rachel Dolezal or, you know, maybe she's the, uh, is she an environmentalist of any kind because she could, Probably be the, you know, she's, you know how they love teenage activists. You know? she is, she's the Greta Funberg, the Greta von Funberg of, because uh, they, they love using children, the left and jihadis and criminal gangs in Washington, D.C. love using teenagers. It's all really a Democrat Party thing. It all dovetails nicely. Uh, so an infamous, famous incident in uh, December of 2016 when Tamimi was then 16 years old slapped an Israeli soldier filming the incident, probably making video with a phone, which went viral and catapulted her to fame and international interviews in which she incited against Israel and called for armed uprisings to redeem the entire land of Israel for the Palestinians from the river to the sea, as the Democrat Party likes to say. Tamimi was encouraged by her mother, Neriman, to perform these provocations, and uh, it was the mother who uh, made the video. A form of child abuse, as she was intentionally sending her daughter to perpetuate a crime. But, you know, who's going to, what, is Hamas going to arrest her? I I don't think so. They call me a lioness. Her Instagram account was uh, briefly closed last January after she praised the Nev Yaakov terrorist as as a hero and uh, reveled in the number of people murdered in the incident. She loves murder. She's uh, 
You know, she's the Democrats want to move her here because they they know they've got her vote already locked up. Her vote is uh, is a lock for the Democrat Party. But then she uh, uh, has uh, she she posted her true feelings. Hey, tell us how you really feel. She said, "Our message to the herds of settlers." So the herds of uh, set the Jews, you know, herds of settlers. She said, "We are waiting for you." In all the towns on the West Bank, from Hebron to Janine, we will slaughter you, and you'll say what Hitler did to you was a joke. That's uh, that's just her opening uh, thing. Because it gets it gets better from there. Listen to this. She says, "We will drink your blood and eat your skulls. You will eat our skulls. That's kind of mostly bone. We're talking about skulls here. Eat your skulls. Go on." We're waiting for you. This is a 33-year-old. She's a celebrity there. Now, this is the West Bank. This is not the Gaza Strip. I, I'm beginning to think that the, these Palestinians have a broader problem of some kind. What do you, what do you think? How dare you? We're, <laughs> we're waiting. She is the Greta, the Greta Thunberg of uh, the Jihad, I think. She, uh, now she's 23. She's probably timed out. They're going to give her a suicide vest and tell her to blow herself up. Oh, they blow up so soon. We're waiting for you in the towns of the West Bank from Hebron to Janine. We will slaughter you, and you'll say what Hitler did to you was a joke. That's probably untrue, don't you think? We'll drink your blood and eat your skulls. That's what she said. She's kind of, uh, seems a little emotional. Seems probably. This is all all wrong. This is all wrong. She is, uh, she's a. just a run-of-the-mill Palestinian activist, and uh, or terror activist, as her business card says. That's your, and you know who's uh, you know who's with her, the Democratic Party. That's who's with her. That's that might be the surprising thing in all of this, but but I'm not 100 percent sure. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And your Democrat. Speaking of Democrats, the Washington Free Beacon has the story today. Great Washington newspaper, the Washington Free Beacon. We have so many great papers. The Washington Examiner, the Washington Times, the Washington Free Beacon. And uh, I have the Washington Post right here in front of me also. Hang on just a second. I, I spit on you. I spit on your grave. Here's the uh, Washington Free Beacon. Quote, we only want one side to stop fighting. End quote. Meet the Minneapolis public school teacher who called for Israel's eradication calling for Israel's eradication. She self-describes as a liberal. At a socialist rally, she's really a socialist, Meredith A.B. Kirstead. Meredith A.B. Kirstead. She's got a hyphenated last name. Celebrated Hamas as freedom fighters at event commemorating past socialist revolutions. They, uh, socialists love death. They love murder. Again, Adolf Hitler's party was the Socialist Workers' Party of Germany. Somehow that has been eradicated, uh, you know, erased from history. A Minneapolis public school teacher called for the eradication of the Jewish state during an event commemorating, quote, past socialist revolutions, end quote, stating that she does not support a complete ceasefire in Israel because she only wants one side to stop fighting. Guess which side? She wants to stop fighting. She wants them. She's a socialist like Bernie Sanders. She wants uh, them to murder all the Jews, and she's a school teacher. She should be gassed, don't you think? 
because, you know, that'd be ironic. And, the, you know, uh, Democrats have no sense of irony. Pretty amazing stuff. Meredith A.B. Kierstead, a social studies teacher, naturally, at Kennedy High School, of course, in suburban Minneapolis, Minnesota, spoke at an October 21st Freedom Road Socialist Organization uh, panel, uh, which she aimed to contrast <clears throat> China's socialist policies to the imperialist agenda of the United States. Uh, China fared pretty well in her assessment. They love slavery, too. You know, the Uyghurs and harvesting organs. The Democrats harvest organs here, too, but mostly just from babies. During her speech, however, A.B. Kierstead steered the conversation away from China, opting instead to praise the, quote, wins of Palestinian freedom fighters, is what she said. Uh, and uh, she said she advocated for terrorism against Israel. When I hear people calling for a complete ceasefire, she said, I think, no, that's not quite right, because we only want one side to stop fighting. That's uh, she's a social studies teacher. And then she went on to chant. You know, they love chanting. That's, that could be a sign of severe brain damage. From the river to the sea, she chanted, Palestine will be free. We should send her to the Gaza. I think she'd like it there. A rallying cry for the destruction of the Jewish, Jewish uh, state. That's uh, Israel. A.B. Kirstead, uh, her support for Hamas uh, and their ongoing attacks against the Jewish state. Uh, shows that, you know, the American K-12 through schools are not immune from the anti-Israel, anti-Semitic rhetoric exploding on college campuses following the terror group's October 7th assault. She, uh, just uh, kind of amazing, A.B. Kierstead, who worked as a Bloomington public schools teacher since 1997, is an active member of a number of far-left activist groups including the Freedom Road Socialist Organization's Twin City chapter and the Anti-War Committee. They're not anti-war. They're anti-civilization. They're pro-war. They just want civilization to lose. Last week, both the public school teacher and her 14-year-old daughter, I wonder how that happened, were arrested for trespassing at an anti-Israel rally held by uh, uh, at Representative Betty McCollum's office, she's a Democrat from Minnesota, and the uh, St. Paul Police Department confirmed A.B. Kierstead and other rally goers said they would not leave until they got to speak with the representative about her silence on the loss of Palestinian lives. They love decapitated babies. This is perfectly mainstream Democrat Party stuff. Right? And it's our school system and the teachers' union they, uh, they're in favor of this. They're completely insane. Abby Kirstead pro-Hamas speech, the October 21st panel, was revealed by the Freedom Road Socialist Organization's blog. They put it on there proudly. Fight Back. It's called Fight Back News. That's what it's called. Uh, and that blog, 2015, expressed support for convicted Palestinian terrorist Rasmea Oda. Uh, who was involved in the 1969 bombing of a Jerusalem supermarket. They're still praising terrorists from 1969 because they're leftists and they love death, violence, mayhem, and murder. The organization itself works to, quote, create a new communist party based on Marxism-Leninism. This is uh, her organization here. And uh, sure, referred to the Hamas attacks on Israel 
the October 7th attacks as a good turn of events. Surely. Surely. Israel, the U.S. government, and uh, much of the media promotes the idea that the Palestinian resistance is somehow, quote, terrorist, end quote. Nothing could be further from the truth. This is, and look, this is mainstream Democrat Party thought at this point. You know why it's mainstream Democrat Party thought? Because they have had people like this miscreant working as teachers for years now and uh, miseducating the youth, the youth of America. Amazing, amazing stuff. This is your, your Democrat Party. There it is. Just amazing. Also, uh, Wajahat Ali. We got that Wajahat Ali story, too, because that's uh, pretty crazy. Wajahat Ali is, uh, is he's not on our side. That's, uh, he's, uh, what does he call himself, a journalist or something? He calls himself a journalist, Wajahat Ali. Kind of a fun name, W-A-J-A-H-A-T, Wajahat. And then Ali, like Muhammad Ali. And uh, Wajahat Ali uh, has an ex-post here. Got an ex-post from yesterday. He said, assuming he's a man, Met a Columbia University grad student, South Asian woman. That usually means Pakistani. South Asian, they keep it vague. Like, you got to keep it vague. Met, and it's probably a fake story anyway, because he lies a lot because he's a lefty. Met a Columbia University grad student, South Asian woman, who got doxxed for signing on to a letter. It's not doxing. Her name was out there publicly. That's, it's not what the word doxed means. It's not what the word doxing means, but never mind that. Her face is shared on a truck that went around the university. Remember, the police raided the man's house that rented the truck and put the faces on the, on the names on the truck of these anti-Semites and drove around in uh, around Harvard University in Cambridge, Mass. But here's Wajad Ali, met a Columbia University grad student, South Asian, who got doxxed for signing a letter. That's false. Her face shared on the truck went around the university. She was walking through campus and someone stopped her and said, quote, oh, so you're that terrorist, right? End quote. Now, first of all, that didn't happen. Right? It's, uh, you know, she's at, at uh, uh, Columbia University grad student. That didn't happen. I don't even, did they even use the faces of Columbia University grad students? I thought it was just Harvard and University of Pennsylvania. And Wajahat Ali goes on to lie. You can disagree with folks, their opinions you might find nutty, but aggressively targeting and doxing college kids and grad students. Well, there's nothing aggressive about it. You guys are the aggressors here. Uh, once again, they accuse you of doing what, uh, what they're doing. It's amazing, classic uh, left-wing techniques. The Soviet Union adopted these techniques, and the, the left has adopted them here in the United States. Doxing college students and, and college kids. They're just kids, and uh, like the decapitated kids in Israel. And grad students and making them unsafe, trying to ruin their career. I think their career should be ruined. You know, or they could be hired by <clears throat> fellow anti-Semites. Probably isn't the flex you think, or best. This is, you know, th this guy is out of his mind, of course. But that's okay, because, you know, he's a journalist, and he's a, he's a mainstream liberal. All right, that's uh, that's who they are. They're uh, they're Democrats. They uh, they love terror. You're the bad guy. Fascism will not be tolerated as long as it's profitable, says Wajahat Ali. Now here's the uh, 
One of the funny tweets in response to this was, somebody said, oh, thanks for publicizing this. Here's the entire list of names of people that signed on to that document, that anti-Semitic document. The Democrat Party is really, are they the new fascist party on the planet Earth? Or just in the United States of America? I do love this, though. Ron Basalian says, thanks for publicizing this. You can find all their names here. And here's the link to the Accuracy and Media list of names of people that publicly signed on to this anti-Israel document. Just amazing. And Wajahat Ali, well, he's a hypocrite. On, he, and people posted his hypocritical posts here because he's a lefty, so naturally he's a hypocrite. It is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. You know, the Biden White House and the Democrats are very, very concerned uh, that they're going to lose the jihad vote in next year's election if they say anything about Israel that is positive. So they're trying to not say anything positive about Israel because of the Mujahideen vote. It's part of their base. They don't want to lose their their anti-Semite base, their pro-jihad base, their radical Islamic vote. Uh, in the United States, which, you know, they've opened our borders to all the beep holes in the world and flowed people in. And uh, who knows what the numbers are because because nobody knows what the numbers are. And the people flowing across our southern border from China, from the Middle East, the uh, Democrat Party doesn't care. In fact, the FBI director, who's uh, a weasel, yesterday said, oh, yeah, we got like the highest uh, uh, terror threat we've seen in the history of terror threat or something like that. I'll share that audio with you shortly. But Michael Piercy and I were talking about this. And, uh, you know, this doxing thing, Wajahat Ali. Uh, it's not doxing. She signed on to a public letter. That's It's not what the word means. All right? But never mind that. Michael and I were talking, maybe we could make money. We got a money-making scheme. We're going to set up a website, stand up a website. For Democrats, we want to help. The, um, what is it? Uh, Antisemitejobs.com called antisemitejobs.com, Ivy League. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.